Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to talk through the distinction between things that have been normalized for us versus things that are actually healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. So as we get started here, this is probably one of my most favorite conversations to have with people because I do believe when we juxtapose health and normalcy, we are creating interesting conversation between what we know that's familiar, what we've grown up with, versus what is actually healthful. And this conversation happens in all of the wellness domains. We can talk through healthy practices related to physical health, intellectual health, emotional health, recreational health, and the list goes on. What's been normalized for us might not actually be healthy. And so it takes some unlearning and some relearning to actually find ourselves on solid underfooting as it relates to walking towards health. Now, I'm honestly wondering if I just made up the word underfooting. I feel like I probably did. Although I'll say again, one of my goals is to eventually add an actual word to the English dictionary. That's something I'd like to do. I thought healthful was my word, but then I saw that used in a book the other day, so I guess it's not an original word. So we'll try underfooting. Maybe maybe that one catches. We'll uh, hashtag it or something. I've digressed, and I'm not even sure that's healthy, but I do know that's my normal. So it, it does kind of fit into today's conversation. But what's important to understand is that we're each brought up in a particular context. So we learn through our upbringing best practices, and they might be normal, but they might not actually be health-promoting. We also learn things through our culture. We learn things through our peer groups. We learn things in a whole host of ways. And sometimes the methods that we engage or the methods that we utilize, while they might be normal, they may not actually be healthy. And I want to just walk with you through a little bit of a drastic picture of how unhealth can be quite normalized for us. And that's in my own story. When I look at my weight history, I at one point in time weighed more than twice of what I do right now. And I was living in a very unhealthy place. But honestly, it was just my normal. I didn't realize the limitations of it. I didn't realize how disadvantaged I was in that particular construct because it was just my normal. And I adapted. And we're very adaptive creatures. That's actually one of the things that our brain is so good at doing. It helps us adapt to our surroundings. And so it was interesting. I was sitting with a student and she's someone I've had really just candid discourse with for for years now. And she said to me, she said, Mrs. West, did you really not realize how unhealthy you were? And I looked at her honestly and I said, "It, it was my normal. I literally had no frame of reference for how unhealthy I was. Now, in the current season that I'm in, where I have physical health and I'm able to move my body in pretty incredible ways and I'm able to really push my limits and test myself, I now understand how profoundly unhealthy I was. But it was also my normal at the time. And while I was uncomfortable and there were limitations, they were my normal. So it's it's important that we try to understand, okay, there are things that have been normalized for us. Are they healthy? And we start asking that question. But the first place before we can come to change is to, number one, recognize something as unhealthy. If we don't see it as a problem, there's zero desire to change it. There's zero awareness that it needs to be changed. And so one of the things when we talk through home of origin, and perhaps you've grown up where things have been normalized, like financial recklessness, or like physical abuse, or like emotional abandonment. When those are part of our story, there are familiar, there are normal. We literally have to label them as unhealthy and not okay. Then we have to unlearn those same strategies. We have to learn healthy 
healthy things to replace it with. And then we have to practice, practice, practice new strategies so they can replace the old. And I don't think we often understand how unhealthy something is until we've challenged it, broken out of it, and replaced it. And for some of us, that's going to be years and years and decades of unlearning and trying to relearn before we'll understand just how unhealthy we actually were. And so I ask clients that often, I understand this is your normal, but what do you think we could replace it with that would be healthy? Now, let's be clear. There are some things that are obviously unhealthy, but then there are things that are actually culturally praised that are also unhealthy that we could call positive addictions. I'm a great person to talk to about positive addictions. I have a whole host of them that run. And while they're not the negative addictions that I once engaged, I still have to grapple with while I'm healthier than I was. I cannot claim full health because I'm still normalizing some of my positive addictions. So if I work a 16-hour day, and I don't mean if, I mean because I work 16-hour days Monday through Thursday, I don't get to label myself as some sort of healthy person because there is an imbalance to what I do. Now, it's my normal, and there's a lot of productive fruits to this particular lifestyle. And culturally, I, I check a lot of boxes for someone who receives praise for performance and and outcomes, but there is a cost to it and I cannot label it as healthy, even though it's my normal and it's positive and it's rewarded. That also works the same with fitness. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something I engage in often. I love to challenge my body to do things. However, seven days a week is aggressive. There is a cost to it. I don't get to label it as healthy just because culturally it's praised. And so looking at unhealth, we have to look at both things that are categorically and undeniably unhealthy, but also ways that we contort things or abuse things or overuse things, and and we're imbalanced with how we do things. That's also going to be unhealth. And one of the things I walk through with many clients is my supervisor had done a great illustration, a, a visual illustration for me. And he says, imagine there's this big giant carpet in the middle of the room here. And imagine there's this beautiful, scenic view on it. He said, and then let's imagine that that's your life. He said, you are a bug in that carpet or a bug in the rug. I I could not say it. It's a rhyme and I love my wordplay. But anyway, he said, you're a bug in the carpet. And while you're walking around and you can see pieces and you can see themes and you can see kind of general images around you, you will never have an aerial view of your own life. That's why we invite helpers in because helpers can help us identify what is unhealthy. And and some of us can do it on our own, and that's great too. Helpers can also give different perspective. They can take an aerial view of our life, and they can give us calm reassurance that when we can't see the big picture, they can. They can walk with us towards health. They can walk with us in the unlearning and the relearning and the practicing. But that's why I invite extra eyes into my life, because I understand just how unhealthy I once was. And I understand while I have moderate health now, I want to keep walking towards holistic and complete health. Now, of course, there's not a finish line. There's not a destination. There's just new inputs that I want to keep trying to better understand health, but I'm never going to have the aerial view of my own life. And that's why I invite people in to help me. One of the reasons this conversation is also important is because of how easy things can become normalized for us. When I initially went through the separation process, I understand my addiction history. I understand a lot of my struggle and the promise that I made to myself and that I spoke with my super 
supervisor about, I said, the one thing I'm going to strive to make sure is true about this season is I don't want to recover from how I choose to recover. Meaning I don't want to pull in something new here, like leaning on alcohol or leaning on substances or leaning on not helpful relationships. I don't want to pull that into my story and have to eventually recover from that. Because choosing those inputs when I'm vulnerable can very quickly normalize choosing those inputs long term. And so I'm acutely aware of habit formation and I'm acutely aware of how quickly things can be normalized for us. And I operate with vigilance about what I let into my life because it's imperative to understand how quickly unhealth can be normalized for us. Proverbs 4.23 is one of my favorite passages that it literally says, keep your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. You have to protect your heart from going the way of convenience, going the way of ease, going the way of unhealth, going the way of instant gratification, because within very short order, it can become our new normal. And I do believe if we're not actively walking towards health, I don't think we stay stagnant. I think we regress very quickly. So you think of anyone who will go back to the diet analogy or the the food analogy. Notice how many people set a goal with weight. And then when they arrive at the finish line, they're like, awesome, I made it. And maintenance for them looks like total regression because they didn't adopt these new practices. They did temporary inputs. And then when they arrived at their destination, they stopped being intentional. Health means constant intentionality until there's no longer a need for it because it's become habit. And that's the beauty of walking towards health is we can keep tweaking and keep tweaking and keep tweaking. But the minute we stop being intentional, regression will happen and it will be part of our story. I think because unhealth can be normalized so quickly as well, it's one of the core reasons that we need grace for other people. Other people's upbringings will influence the unhealth that is in their life. So when I walk with someone who has rampant addiction, I'm curious about what in their story led addiction to be normalized. When someone tolerates abuse in their marriage, I wonder what abuse happened to them to normalize it at a younger age, or they wouldn't be allowing it in their marriage. And I understand the word allowing it might be a little difficult there for some people, but we do tolerate things. We allow unhealth to be a part of our story. We do have complicity in that, but that matters because then we also have complicity in when we change the narrative too, and then when we take steps towards health. But something's been normalized in our story where we will tolerate abuse or disrespect or indifference or neglect. So there's so much in our upbringing or so much in our peer groups or so much through our cultural lens that is normalized, we have to have grace for other people who engage in unhealth. Yes, there's choice involved, absolutely. But perhaps they don't know that there's a better way. Perhaps they don't understand their choices. Perhaps they haven't had someone walk through with them what the change process looks like. I am acutely aware that I have more health today because of the people that have intervened in my life over the last half a decade. I am acutely aware that I have certain blessings in my life because other people came along and modeled health for me. And that's why I live my life with the intentionality that I do. Because eyes are on me, and if I can normalize health in my story, I can give others the choice point in their story to say, you know what, I want to seek that out for myself as well. But I have to understand that if health is normal in my story, it's such a profound blessing. When there is unhealth normalized in someone else's 
the story. My job is to have grace. My job is to extend compassion towards them. And my job is to witness with my life that it can look differently for them if they want it to. And not hold it against them, not fault them, not chastise them, but invite them into a space of health. And that's the point of of the life that I'm living. That's the reason why I have a podcast. That's the reason why I walk with clients. That's the reason why I model for students what it looks like to live intentionally, because I'm trying to create choice points for them. Because things get normalized so quickly, and my goal is to normalize health, my goal is to normalize intentionality, and my goal is to normalize that we can fight fiercely for the life that we want to create. That's where we're going to leave it today, friends. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Anytime you're willing to share, follow, like, it's much appreciated. You're welcome to email at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. I'm excited to share as we get into December, which is tomorrow. There's going to be some tweaks and some upgrades over the next month here that I'm very much looking forward to, and I hope you stick along and watch some of the transformation that's going on. Thanks so much for tuning in.